Welcome to the Soccer Podcast, where we talk soccer in Delaware, soccer in the rest of the world, and everything in between. My name is Sebastian, and this week I'm joined here in the new year in 2021 for our first episode with Dwayne. Yes, sir. We got Anthony with us, the Italian stallion. Back to back <laughs> weeks. What's going on, everybody? It's 2021. It, we we have made it through 2020. Uh, it is officially 2021 as of, uh, what, 11 hours ago. And uh, what's really exciting about this year is that this year is already coming in with the new announcements. So right off the bat, new announcements that are not out. So this is the scoop of, uh, of the scoop to a certain extent. So if you're not listening to this podcast... Nobody else knows this. Um, so no one, this is not going out on social media until next week. Uh, th- this is a, basically an inside scoop. If you're an insider listening to the podcast right now, you know the information before anybody else. So uh, a huge on, announcement. announcement. Okay, go ahead. Turn this into like a contest. If someone's listening, they find out this information, they come back to us with this information, they should get something. I mean, that's fine. Like I think we, I think we reward them with something since they're tasteful, use uh, listeners. I mean, I got a, I got a couple, I got a couple things we can give out. We'll give out a prize. That's fine. The first person, first person to message us on any of our social media accounts, whether it's uh, Facebook on Facebook.com/slash Delaware Union, on Instagram at Delaware Union Soccer, or on Twitter at De Union Soccer. First person, first person that messages us, telling us what the announcement was that we're about but to it's, drop. It's got to be a direct message, right? Because it's got to be a direct it, message. Right. Don't, we don't want it out. We don't want it out publicly. Direct message us. Worst case scenario, you can email me at sebastian at delawareunion.com. Hit us up. Uh, let us know what the announcement that we're about to give you is, so that way we know you listened, and we'll give we'll send you a prize. Uh, we will we will definitely do that. I like that, Dwayne. Let's do that. All right. So here's the announcement. So Dwayne and I have been working over the last, uh, I would say, month at this point, looking at some ideas, how to expand our girls player pathway. So we wanted to find a way to offer an opportunity for our recently graduated players or our upcoming graduating players or our alumni or alumni of the of Middletown or the Delaware area to be able to play when they're home from college or to get ready for college. So we've been looking at some different options and we are happy to announce. And again, this will go out publicly on social media and everything else on Thursday, I believe that we will be a part of the United women's soccer league and we will be part of the league Two in the United Women's Soccer League. Let's go. We're going to take a part of the Mid-Atlantic Conference uh, playing against Annapolis United, Keystone FC, Lancaster Inferno, and Maryland Elite Soccer Club. So what this means is that we have a pro-am, semi-pro team in our club. We, we We have a team... In a franchise that will that will uh, start this summer, summer of 2021, uh, probably start in May 
with training sessions. Games in Ju- June and July will end somewhere around August. Um, and we will have tryouts in March and the beginning of May. So, so awesome. We are very, very excited about this. Um, I reached out to the United Women's Soccer League and I talked to their executive director, uh, Stephanie Cleves, who is awesome. Uh, and she gave us a lot of really good information. I talked to the executive director from Keystone FC as well, and he was really helpful. So we are very excited about this opportunity because this will give our players another level to the pathway. This will give them something else to look to forward to playing in. Uh, not only that, this will give our younger players something to come watch over the summer and still be actively involved. So some of the things Duane and I have talked about doing are uh, we're going to do player walkouts as long as they're allowed to with COVID guidelines and things like that this summer. Uh, we're going to do halftime games. We're going to do a summer camp. That's going to be, uh, you know, that some of the players are going to take a part in as, as coaches. So this is going to be really exciting. No, I think it's awesome. I think, it, like you said, it adds another fold to the, to the pathway. Um, it gets our name out there even more. And for the players, more importantly, it gives them – an opportunity, um, especially like after you get past that U19 age, you're kind of just with the college team or you're with an adult league team. There's no, or you go pro, right? There's no in between there. So it gives them an opportunity to still grow and develop. Because if you look at the American system and you look at the European system at 21, 22, 23, you're still developing. But if we look at American system, at 21, 22, 23, once you're done with college, you're looking for a job. Yeah, <laughs> if exactly. You're professional. So it allows those kids to have more opportunities to get better, continue to get better. Well, especially this summer where where a lot of the college players maybe didn't get to have a didn't get to have a season. Or had like half of the season, right? Have a half a season, yeah, or or a weird start to it. Um, for the high school players that are graduating. So we have nine graduating seniors in our team, in our, in our club right now. Not all of them got to play high school soccer this year. Our Maryland players didn't really get to, they might play in the spring. Our Delaware players are supposed to start in March, but you know, that's always subject, subject to change that you never, you never know. Um, So this gives them an opportunity to do something else um, and to, to really play for, Play for play for a local team, but at the same time, to have a direct impact into the youth development of, of players as well. You know, um, I'm excited for the opportunities to build something new uh, and to expand our girls' program, but also build something new because the you know the upside. And this is what I've been thinking about when you know when as we get ready for March, when I start with Odessa High School with their girls' program. Whenever you build a new program or you build a new team, you have the ability to basically from the ground start it however you want to and set different things that will carry hopefully for years to come. So obviously we want to be able to have college players play on this team in the, over the summer. And hopefully we'll have a freshman or an incoming freshman that'll play for four years before they graduate you know, college. Or maybe that's, that'll be their one thing that they do throughout the year as maybe they get ready for something else. Um, but the goal is for them to be able to impact 
the younger generations. My goal will be that in four years, one of the players that we have on our, you know, our 2006 girls team, for example, comes and watches one of the games over the summer. And in four years, they're sharing the field with one of the same players that's that they didn't, you know, they're watching four years before. So that'll be uh, really exciting for us. Uh, Dwight and I are really excited about the coaching opportunity as well to be able to coach this team. Um, you know, it'll be some, we'll have the ability to do some really cool things. Uh, you know, whenever you have the ability to practice more than two or three times a week, it gives you the, the ability to do different things, get the players ready, uh, in a different format, um, and, and really build something new. So we're really exciting about it, excited about it. And, you know, just like anything else we do with Delaware union, it's not just going to be me and Dwayne coaching this team, you know, Dwayne and I will, will be the the coaches for him will be they be there on a day-to-day basis but we're we're hopeful that we can bring in other coaches to run sessions or do a week of practice for example so being able to have anthony or or kyle or josh or, or chad do a session with this group i think will be extremely important because that's ultimately how we normally handle our club so i mean we're gonna have to take the team to a soccer golf event if you want to catch up with chad we, we might <laughs> <laughs> we might have to do that <laughs> Uh, but pick up some soccer golf to find him out here. That'll be his session. Call soccer golf, soccer Call golf <laughs> on location. Um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited for this opportunity. Um, so we're, we're really looking forward to it. So as we dive a little deeper into the podcast, um, we're getting ready to start our winter training. You know, the girls will start this week coming up January 4th. And I believe the boys will start the following week. Um, so, <laughs> So for me, um, and this is somewhat of a discussion here, the purpose for me of winter training is really just develop individual technical skills. So I think for me, winter training, I've taken it like that the last five years, uh, really dive deep into the idea of individual player develop, individual technical development, which is something that we don't get to do a ton of during the year. We do more on the tactical awareness pieces and components. Obviously, we look at we we focus on technique, but we don't do a lot of the individual technical development. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that from a winter training perspective. What do you guys think? Um, I, I am actually taking a different uh, approach. Normally, playing with a, a futsal ball and being inside. Um, yep. Obviously, with the juniors program, they're so young. You're basically focusing on individual stuff all year around. Right. Um, but towards the end of the fall, you really start to get into at least you start to show them spacing and and where they are in the field and getting them to like find that mental awareness. Well, I'm actually really, really excited to be training outdoors this this winter. Yeah, because hopefully we can continue to build on those spacing while still working on the in- individual stuff. But but really the spacing aspect so that when we get back in the spring, it's not like we're reteaching it all over again. Like we normally have to, hopefully it's still fresh in their minds. And, and I'm actually very excited for being outdoor training as opposed to indoors with the futsal ball. Yeah, absolutely. And and Kyle and I were, we're out there on Wednesday night or on Wednesday during the day, moving the lights over to silver Lake. Um, So we got the lights set up. The grass is is good. Um, It'll, what I told Kyle is that I think it'll actually help our players to be able to play in a different surface. We're used to playing at Middletown Village where the surface is absolutely fantastic. 
Right. Um, so playing at Silver Lake offers a challenge. Um, and I think that's a welcome challenge for our players because we don't always get to play on turf fields wherever we go. We don't always get to play on, <coughs> you know, freshly cut Bermuda grass. Sometimes you play in a little bit of a rougher field uh, and you have to be able to adapt to it. So I think this will give our players a, a, a welcome challenge. For sure. And it's not bad. It's not a bad service. Anyways. It's not. It's not. It's flat. Listen, it, I've I've tr- I've had to coach in rocks before. This is not that. Hey, we so, got a soccer ball. We've got a field. Yeah, doesn't matter, right? The grass is green. We'll make a field anyway. Yeah. So, uh, what's going to be your approach for the winter training, Dwayne? Kind of similar to Anthony, where we're just you know continuing the education, continuing to grow, develop. Um, a lot of our focus was on towards the end of the year was on formation and shape. Uh, just what does our formation look like? What's our shape? What are our roles? What are our responsibilities? So continuing to build on that, just to continue to build the group up, to have that understanding, play between the lines, break the lines, just play forward, those types of things, just continue that middle school education level where they're really trying to be prepared to get to high school and be really good high school players. Yeah, that's good. I'm looking forward to doing a lot of ge- like individual like challenges and games. I'm going to make our, my kids compete for absolutely I everything. I know on the boys' side, Danny and I gave our kids a workout, and I'm getting ready to schedule a check-in next week to say, all right, where did you start it? Where are you? Who started it? It wasn't you have to do this. It was right. here's an opportunity for you. I would take it, but it's up to you to say, hey, I want to take this challenge. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Nice. All right. So, you know, 2021 always comes in with the, the idea of the New Year's resolutions and, you know, what what are we going to do personally? And, and as a soccer coach, you always it's the at times the go to is like, what am I going to do with my teams? Right. And we just finished talking about what we're going to do a training with our with our teams. But my question now is, what are you going to learn in 2021? You and individually as a coach, what are you looking forward to? from a professional development standpoint, what do you, what's 2021 going to do for you? What do you think is going to be the, the thing you're going to go after? I'm going to learn how to apply medium pressure. Oh, don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Medium pressure. We're going to finally crack that. We're going to finally crack crack that. We're going to figure out how to put the team out there and say, Hey, we're going to just put medium pressure, not high pressure, not low press, but just just a little bit. Yeah. We're finally going to crack that code of medium pressure. No, in all seriousness, that just continuing to learn and develop and just being able to, I just like being able to go into different teams and being able to coach them, you know, in a way. Like everybody has the same style of being able to say, hey, Sebastian, you're not going to be here for this game. Dwayne is going to hop in and be able to just take the team as if Sebastian is there and just be able to continue, continuously help the players improve. Um, probably dabble into one of these books on my bookshelf, learn some stuff. That'll be, that's probably a goal of mine is to read a book, learn some of the stuff instead of it just sitting there. Yeah. That's good. And never, never been a big fan of reading, but um, I, uh, I am looking forward to hopefully, you know, as, as, as long as we can get out onto the field, continuing my licensing. Um, that's something that I really, really want to take the next step forward with. I think Dwayne and I are going to tackle that together actually. Yep. Um, but, um, you know, aside from that is just 
always always trying to learn like i i got i got to work with josh this year uh you know a class a coach and it's like the stuff that you learn just constantly being able to learn it's like a new a new great coaching mind every year um I've, i've been lucky to work with you know um john barry growing up um Ian Hennessy at Kirkwood and Nick Papa Nicholas at Kirkwood and then coming here working with Chad working with you Sebastian and now getting to work with Josh and working with Lou you know it's like every single year I feel like I get lucky enough to be graced with like the presence of a great soccer mind so I'm hope, hopeful that uh, another one gets to cross my path again this year and, and, and I can continue to learn. Well and I think this year is one of the cool things for you Anthony is uh, you have you are you're taking on both roles this year a little bit right so, yes i so, i guess i guess i mean yeah you're you're taking on the the role of a mentor uh for an up and coming coach that we have in the club as well um right. which i think is extremely extremely exciting um you know for me i'm looking forward to personally i want to be able to tackle the two challenges that i have this year which are um, you know, in March, I have the Odessa, the Odessa girls, and I want to be able to re refocus or, or kind of, you know, reshape my thinking into the high school soccer mode, which is a different, you know, uh, from a, from a training perspective is completely different than travel, uh, completely just, because, different. just because of the amount of time you spend with the, with the players. Um, and then being able to be ready for this, uh, for the summer league team, you know, I've been looking for a new coaching challenge that would challenge me to have to be um, not only at the top of my game, but, you know, find a way to, to, to still be able to teach. And, and I keep thinking back to, there was a point where, you know, when I started out coaching um, in Tennessee, I had a player come up to me and, and he, well, a few times I coached boys and he said, you know what once you make it to college soccer or once you make it to the professional level what is there to learn from a coach you know what at, you know at a certain point you've kind of figured it out you've played the game long enough what is there to learn and you know he said it he asked a question you know right next to now standing right next to my buddy fields who's been on the podcast before um and we both kind of looked at each other and kind of smiled and you know, the, the simple answer is there's always something to learn. There's only something new to, to look at. Um, so for me, you know, it's it's finding that next challenge for a different kind of player that I haven't coached in a while. I haven't coached college age players in a little bit. So that'll be exciting to go back to that. Um, and the other goal that I have, and this is something that I'm going to have to figure out how to do with this COVID world, is I want to watch um, a practice of a different sport. So I want to dive deep or find a way to dive deeper into the world of basketball. Um, and not entirely sure how I'm going to do that, but I want to dive deeper into the world of basketball from a coaching perspective. When it comes to the planning, when it comes to the, the training environment, I want to see it because I know there's a lot of similarities with it with soccer. Um, and I want to find a way to, to really look at that and dive deeper into that part of it. Um, so, you know, there's always something to learn and there's always a different approach to it. Um, so that, that's what I'm looking forward to this year. And hopefully that'll be easier for you being with high school. Seb. 
yeah. should be other practices going on, you know. So you know no, you can always sure. come and check out one of the best high school teams in the state down this way. High school basketball teams. CR? Absolutely <laughs> not. Good old Dover High School. Good old Dover High. They got robbed right. last year. Good old Dover High. So yeah, so I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to that in 2021. All right, so before we get into our before we get into our game this week, um, I want to bring something up because we talked about it last week. So we talked about how Messi had broken the you know the all time one you know all time scoring record in one team um, at 644 goals, and he had beaten Pele's 643 goals at Santos. So I don't know if you guys saw, but Santos. So even though Pele congratulated Messi Santos came out with a whole statement saying that um, that is actually not true. And Messi is still extremely far from Pele's 1,091 goals at Santos. As they should. Um, So part of the reason why, and this is the, the explanation that Santos gives is that Santos through a period of time, did a whole lot of friendlies uh, and did a lot of international friendlies with, you know, teams from Argentina, teams from Europe, uh, you know, the, so all over the all over the, the world. Um, so, you know, and then it's interesting. They mentioned that Inter Milan, who Dwayne's getting a scarf from, uh, you know, Inter Milan, they did you have to throw that in there. <laughs> you always have to a little bit, just <laughs> just a little bit in there. Um, in the '60s, they played them, um, and uh, Pele scored eight goals on Inter while playing now, for Santos. Now, are were all of Messi's goals that were included? Were they including friendlies and stuff like that? I believe so, but the <laughs> problem is, is the tracking of it, right? So it's not. And obviously, you're talking about the '60s, where where you know there public. Was, but it, they had to call Inter Milan. They had to send a pigeon to Inter Milan just to schedule the friendly. Right. Get on a ship. <laughs> no, I mean you're talking. I mean you're talking about the time where, where the you know there there's a period of time where the teams had to travel by boat. And the uh, you know the the like the intercontinental championships would get played in a span of a month because you played your first leg then you had to travel to the other country across the you know across the world and you you know your entire that would take a long time to get to so you know you're talking about a time where unpaved roads horse and buggy why in the 60s horse and buggy some countries yeah i mean i don't know about italy i mean maybe some parts of italy still but anyway so um (laughs) So actually, so Messi's 644 goals uh, are excluding friendlies. So I, I, I just actually read so, that part of it. So, it's so excluding then, the friendlies. So, so why can why can Santos include the friendlies? But what Pele to hold the record forever? Because because they they are calling those official goals. So based on like as a club. What they call them as official goals is, I mean, listen, Romario, <sighs> Romario went through the same exact thing 
So Romario was trying to be the all-time goal scorer of ever of the world at one point, and he was like 45 years old playing in the um, like Sunday League Miami Miami League in Florida, and he was counting those goals when he was playing like Sunday morning pickup, and he was he but was counting. But he was nobody counting nobody took that seriously though. No, absolutely not. But right. I mean, he I, did. He did. He he believed it in his mind that he was. So the you're saying that. So you, so you're saying that Messi is the number one, but Santos truly believes that. Yes. Okay. It's the Brazil. It's the Brazil and Argentina war. Yeah. Who's gonna be? Yeah. There? I mean, part of it is that I, I do, I do, I do genuinely think that there's Brazil a little bit of that. Say that Argentina has inspired the world. I think we can agree that if you were, let's just use the MLS for example. Okay, and there was a leading goal scorer, whoever it was. They're not taking the goals from their three preseason games and putting that towards their total goal scoring record for the for the season. Yeah, no, correct. Right. Yeah, so I, I think that that settles the case. Messi is. I think the argument one. the argument that Santos holds is that the 448 goal difference that that they claim that there is. They they claim as international friendlies against massive clubs. I think that yeah, I think that part of that. I mean, I get their claim because they're like the Club World Cup and all that stuff. Because if you think about it, so 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 think about the the idea that like so let's just say let's just let's just say for argument's sake you did count Messi's um, Messi's unofficial goals, unofficial match goals, right? So the goals he scored in friendlies in the Jan Comper like yeah, preseason yeah, cup or whatever. That cup. Right. The reality is, is that, you know, and, and I remember this vividly. Boca played in the John Camper Cup a couple of years ago and Messi didn't play. Because if you think about it, when's the last time Messi had a free summer? Yeah. Where true. where where you didn't have a Copa America or World Cup or the Olympics or something else differently, or where he wasn't just hurt. Um, so, so I think the difference is is that if you did add those goals, there's no way Messi has 448, you know, unofficial goals. Uh, Barcelona wants to put him in that position. Dude. No, because well, how, I mean, how old is Messi? 33, 34. 33. So in in four years, let's say. He'll probably be close to 800. Say he still stays with Barcelona. Yep. Probably uh, close to 800. Yeah. Oh. Then he may have 200 with all these years of playing. He may have 200 friendly goals. That's the thing that, and, and, I, and he might, but the problem is, is that, and this is the thing, like in, and I've, and I've, when, I, when this came out, I was trying to think, like, all right, so then when, um, when they did that World Champions League or whatever it's called, that they did that U.S. tour of of all these European clubs and European teams, Messi didn't really come to any of those. I mean, he was, I think, congrats. Con, right, know, but was, that's what I'm saying. Like, and make a face, say, "Hey, Messi's here." But he wasn't. I'm just there. saying that I yeah. I don't know if if he stays at Barcelona for let's just say four more years. I know all the rumors that are going around. Oh, he might be going to City. He might be done. He wants to come to MLS eventually. Let's just say he stays at Barcelona for three to four more years. That number is going to get to at least eight hundred. 
And then go back to when he was 17 and 18. He in 19, 20, 21. We don't remember those days, but I'm sure yeah. he played in those friendlies. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not out of the realm of possibility that if he stays with Barcelona, he just go ahead and breaks that record from Santos, anyways. Maybe, I mean, potentially. And I think that would be even like at that point, I think Budweiser just sent Santos an entire case of, of, of numbered <laughs> beer, like they did with the, like they did with the other, with the goalkeepers. Um, <sighs> But and and Anthony brings up an interesting point as well. So kind of going a little bit on a on a sidetrack here, but what do you think could happen? What do you think would happen if if Messi did come to the MLS? As he somewhat hinted at in his uh in his interview that he gave out last week I mean, or you know was recorded before, but um where he states that he always wanted to live in the US and he wanted to see what life was like here. Well I I would first be curious to see, is he like, I think it was Drogba that didn't want to play on every surface. He didn't want to play on like turf. So I think like with uh, European players, they don't play on turf. So I think that's a big question mark to see. Is he going to play? How much is he going to play? But I say Messi probably gets 30 goals and 10 assists easily for his team. I mean, pretty easily. I'd be more interested in, and I mean, you get a player like Messi, it's almost like, you know, when when the Galaxy got Beckham, it just changes the whole entire landscape of the league, right? So I'd be interested to see where he go. Does he go to a place like like the Galaxy that's, like, known? Or does he go to, like, maybe, Inter. you know, Inter-Miami? Or, you know what I mean? It's like, does he go to, like, a cooler, even though maybe they're not as good, but he instantly propels them to being good, you know what I mean? Or does he just go to a powerhouse, like... You know, oh, it'll be interesting to see where he goes. All of a sudden, he ends up at the Colorado Rapids. The, you know what I'm saying? Like, what if he just like it's like, oh no, like I, you know, I I like uh, I like the cold weather in New England. You know what I mean? Like, who knows? Yeah, I, I like he being ends up by fans. I'm coming to Philly. Like, I don't know. He ends up. He ends up in Minnesota. Right. It would be interesting. Have a target on oh my God! Could you imagine Messi in Minnesota of all places in the world? I mean, nothing against Minnesota, but like it's just from a market perspective, it's you know just, what I mean. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it, I mean you know it's either that or if he ended up in like Cincinnati, like just completely somewhat <laughs> random, just like if he ended up there. Um, but like, what if you went to Atlanta with how much those fans really, really love their, yeah. their like that, like they pack that stadium. Like he goes yeah, to Atlanta, that would be sick. Atlanta, that would be like a movie out there during the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that would be sick. That would elevate the MLS. You know what I mean? Like I would buy Atlanta season tickets. Yeah, there you go. We'd be taking <laughs> weekly road trips with Dwayne. Absolutely. Yeah. The podcast uh, would just be on the car ride down. Yeah. Just twelve hour podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean I think it's, it's I think it's definitely an interesting conversation. I don't I think if he were to if he were to choose the MLS as a as a you know as a way to just unwind from the hecticness to a certain extent um that La Liga provides or or being at that world stage where you're like trying to, you know, you're playing Champions League and and you know, Copa del Rey and all these other things. But it's like going to the the you know the China Super League. You know, it I, at that point it's really just money making. Like you're just literally just going for the dollar signs. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. 
You just compared MLS to the Chinese Super League. I'm talking from a, from a financial perspective. Yeah. Well, well, financially, you get paid. Well, yeah, a lot the more Chinese money. league, the Chinese league, you get paid way more. But but marketing wise, you get paid a lot more. In more MLS. in the U.S., right? So you, from a from a from a contract perspective, yes, you'll probably get it's more you'll, about your brand. But here, you're getting paid. Yeah, I mean, Beckham built a whole whole brand. Well, he put that whole contract in his contract that he was getting the team. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying, right? So. And he, and Messi did in his interview. He does talk about the fact that he doesn't want to. He doesn't think he's going to become a, a a coach at some point. He wants to be a sporting director um, because he wants to be able to find a way to bring in his own players, the players that he likes, the players he wants on a team. So you know he's he's talked about the fact that he's he would like to work at Barcelona because that's ultimately where he's going to end up probably living for the rest of his life, or or at least that'll be his home base. To a certain extent, especially with his kids being young, um, but to me, I think from an Argentina perspective, I think it would be not that he owes Argentina anything because I don't really believe on that. I don't. I don't fall on that on that side of it where he owes Argentina anything. But I do think that if he was going to not not play at a at the world elite level. If you're not going to play in one of the top three or four leagues in the world, right? You're not playing in France, England, Spain, or Italy, or Germany, right? If you're not playing in those four countries, then, and I get it that everybody still wants more money, even though you have a ton of it. But if you're not going to even consider playing in the Argentinian league, I think that becomes, he might fall off that pedestal a little tiny bit. That's like the last step. Because you know, but you know why though? Because the comparison is always there, right? So the comparison of Diego is always there. And Diego came back and played in Argentina twice. So, you know, he, he that like the comparison is always there, unfortunately. So I think it, not that he cares because he talks about being a low profile person, which I believe he is, but um, so I don't, that'll definitely be an interesting, you know, it's, it's January 1st, he can technically start talking to teams. You know, I, I'll I'll tell you, it would just be a mo- you want to talk about movie theater if Ronaldo and him one goes to L.A. Galaxy and one goes to L.A.F.C. just to finish their uh, finish their careers out a little bit. Yeah, that would be pretty would awesome too. Has another like five years. I might have to up. do a. Uh, I may have to do like a summer abroad in L.A. You know, yeah, not really abroad, but I get it. <laughs> Summer abroad. <laughs> Summer abroad. I'm digging. I'm doing an exchange program. We'll we'll bring. We're gonna it start. Uh, we're gonna start a satellite program at Delaware Union. In LA. Yeah, Delaware Union, LA. Um, <laughs> yeah, that'll be that would be interesting. All right, we're gonna play a game again because last week was just that much fun. So I think we needed to do another version of it. But now we're going south of the equator. Last week we were north of the equator. Uh, and just to remind everybody, Dwayne won last week. Uh, and Dwayne, your your prize came in, and I'm showing it to you right now on the camera. Nobody else can. Obviously, it's a audio podcast, but it's an Inter Milan scarf. Here we uh, go. So the next time I see you, Inter Milan scarf is going to you. I think just that just adds insult to injury that it's an Italian team. Listen, uh, that win is still up for debate. All right, go back and <laughs> listen to it. Those teams were a little. I don't know. 
There's no know. VAR. There's no VAR in the podcast. Yeah, VAR. How about common sense? Is there that on the podcast? <laughs> I think we need to do, we need to do a firmer set of rules for this because it's it's just it's, I mean it's ultimately I, I there's got to be a, like a way of just randomizing it so that way it's not me picking because then it's just harder. So yeah. we'll Jeez. we'll come up That's for a, twenty. Listen for twenty twenty one fresh start of the year for twenty twenty one we will we will revamp it. Sounds good. We'll come up with version 2.0 and we'll give you a chance to redeem yourself. Perfect. There you go. All right. But Dwayne, this week you're the host and my dad just joined us into the podcast. Uh, So Mr. Luis Acosta is on for a second time on the podcast and he's basically going to go head to head on this. Um, Now the only, the only rule. So we're going South American version. The only thing I told Dwayne was, you got to give us the country because without knowing the country, it becomes very difficult in South America because there's at least 22 to 24, 26 teams per country. And there's 10 countries and there's a lot of repeat names. Yeah, I know. Just that. Yeah. So, for example, there's River Plate in Argentina and there's River Plate in Uruguay. Liga Universitaria de Quito and uh, I believe another city as well. <laughs> yeah, so there's there's there we got you got Liverpool, you got Liverpool as well in, in Uruguay. So like it's a whole it's a whole mess. I got San Jose down there in Bolivia. Uh-huh. Oh man, Bolivia the those Bolivian teams are tough, man. Libertadores. <laughs> Libertadores, yeah. Libertadores, but I can turn it up and go. Argentine Premier League, Brasilio, Serie A. I can do those too, but I was going to take it easy. Just Libertadores teams? Yeah, I mean, they're kind of spread out. Like 2020 Libertadores teams? Yep. All right, let's do it. I'm in for that. That's perfect. Let's go. I figured, I figured that would be easy. The let's easiest go. way. Yeah. That All way right. I could kind of go I'll, on some of them. I'll let, I'll let the senior member of, uh, of our crew today go. All right, so let's start off nice and easy. Uh, this team is from Brazil. The uh, acronym is CTH. Corinthians. Yes, sir. It's a point for Mister Acosta. I guess I got to keep score too. Hold yeah, you have to. You got to keep. You got to keep track. All right, so he's up one nothing. That's fine. Bring it. Bring it on. I got this. <laughs> I'm I'm so excited for my question. Um, I, I keep up I keep up with the Libertadores, man. I this is this is like right up there with the Champions League for me. So, um, I know the groups, I know the standings. I'm good. Let's go. All right. Since you, all right, Mister, I got this. Um, we'll go with B I N from Peru. B Nacional. Right. Mic drop, baby. Let's go. Oh man, this is gonna. There's gonna be no wrongs in this. I can already feel it. It's gonna be ten to ten. We're gonna cut. Was it thirty six teams? We probably know all thirty six of them. We're yeah. we're gonna cut the score. Oh, I, got, half. I feel like I like so. Anthony, I feel like I have some that'll get them, but then at the same time, I don't know. So I'm I'm looking at the. Uh, I'm looking at it now. I mean. Yeah, I mean, there's some that I just have never even heard of before. So <laughs> I, I, they would get me, but I don't know. That those were both two impressive starts. So now I'm starting to question. 
All right. Yeah. Mr. Luis. Yes. A.C. from Ecuador. Can you repeat? M.A.C. from Ecuador. Marathon? No. Ooh. Oh, uh, Dwayne found it. Oh, he man. found this, the stumper. This, this is a... Oh, man. I don't M-A. think I know this one. Um... Sebastian, would you like to steal? MAC. I feel like I, at the moment you're going to say it, I'm going to like kick myself for it. I think it's Makucha, Makucha, or something like that. So I think it's the name. Kind of close. Yeah. This is this kind of close. Chamaquicha or something like that. I, I think I saw this morning. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, he's closer than what I would have. I, I had no guess. I don't know. Makara. Macarda, okay. All right. Are we giving him that point? Huh? Are we giving that point, yeah? Anthony, give him the point? Oh, I don't know. It's close. Yeah, I say we give him the point, and then if it gets late, then they got to be more specific, but I think he he was on the right track. All right. All right. Um, Let's go with – this is probably easy – N-C-I from Uruguay. Nacional. Um, it's probably an easy one. Yeah. They played uh, River uh, They played River Plate this year. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Uh, F-A or F-L-A from Brazil. Flamengo. Um, yeah. <laughs> Correct. 20, 2019 Copa Libertadores winners. Mm-hmm. All right, Sebastian. Here's an easy one. GRE from Brazil. Grêmio. Too easy, right? Yep. <laughs> All right, Mr. Luis. Yes. CCO from Chile. Colo Colo. Yes, Hello, sir. Bird. Oh man, this is gonna start getting more like I'm. Uh, it, All right, um, Sebastian. Yeah. B N A from Ecuador. B N A. Oh boy. B N. These these are some of these are difficult because yes. <laughs> the the ones that we got last week they all were like kind of how it started. Yeah, some, no, these are these, these are aren't, aren't no, how I, they oh yeah, start. oh yeah. These are some of these are pirated and copyrighted. <laughs> uh, BNA from Ecuador. Um. I, I don't know. Barcelona. Barcelona. Ah, oh, man. I, oh, I should have known that one. Oh, oh man. Anthony was going to give it away when he started talking about other teams. Oh, well, no. well, that was that. Okay. Now we're, now we're even on, on the hard questions, I guess. I guess it's no, four this, to three. Yeah, I know. These are, <laughs> these are, these are, these are difficult. Like, like I said, it was, 
some of the team names like Ecuador again, they have a Barcelona. Like, like it's 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 a difficult. There's there's one in here that I'm I'm checking out. It doesn't even. It's got in the three things. It's got a. It it's got one of the letters isn't even in the name. <laughs> so it's like, like how are you supposed to know that one? Yeah, these are. <laughs> I mean, yeah. All right, so I'm down by one. All right, down by one. Four to three. Four to three. I think I'm going to get Mr. Luis on this. Okay. All right, we're going to Bolivia. Uh-huh. I like T-H-S. this one. T-H-S. Sorry? T-H-S. G-H-S? T. T. As in toy. Oh, okay. T-H-S. Oh, man. Bolivia. Um. No, Higgins, not no. Higgins is in Chile. Um. THS. All right, so. He's he's a no go there. Um, yeah. THS. I'm thinking of the Bolivian teams that were in the Libertadores this year. Uh, Jorge Wilsterman was one. Mm-hmm. But that's not it. Um, THS. Uh, Tolima is not Bolivia. No, it's Colombia. Yeah, I don't know. No it's idea. Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome name. Yeah, it is a pretty cool name. The strongest. <laughs> the strongest. Oh man, that's like one of the best teams in Bolivia. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope so. But the well, let's hope. Let's hope they're the strongest team in, in yeah. Bolivia. They got to be right. All, All right. right. Uh, so okay. Tie it up. So this is this is mine to tie it up. This is big. Yeah. Right. We'll go. P E N from Uruguay. Peñarol. Yep. Here you go. Four to yeah. four. Four up. So we're going to sudden death. Are we only okay. doing? Five? Are we doing? Are we? We'll go to seven. Let's go to seven. Good. Go to seven. All right. to seven. First, first to seven, and then first it'll be seven. a tie break. Okay. There's still a lot of really good ones. <laughs> we haven't hit Argentina yeah. yet. We're I'm staying sorry. away from that. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Here's an Argentina one. DEF, Mr. Luis. Defensa Justicia. See, it's just too easy. <laughs> yeah. like, you, didn't, you didn't even have to think about it. You didn't even say the third letter, and you already was belting that. <laughs> <laughs> ATU Sebastian from Argentina. Atlético Tucumán. Yeah, you see, like, <laughs> like it wasn't even a stutter. Like, mm-hmm. if you say like PHL here, we're gonna say uh, the Union, the Eagles. Yeah, or, like, yeah. Right. All right. All right. Five to five. No more gimmies. Yeah. All right, Luis A D C from Colombia. 
ADC. AD. I got, I got the steal if he doesn't get it. Oh. Uh, the pressure's on now. <laughs> the pressure is on. You got it? No. No, you giving up? Yeah. America de Cali. Oh. Sebastian, you got it. Yeah. All right, so the next one, Sebastian, you win it all. I win it all in this one? Yeah. You got you to gotta, right. you gotta, you gotta make this a good one. All right. Dwayne, really look for one. I'll take Argentina for 400, Alex. <laughs> go to Venezuela. You said Venezuela. Mm-hmm. Oh, he, now he's giving you the countries to pick from. <laughs> oh man! I, got you. I right. was actually ready to go there, but I felt like this one was kind of easy. Um, CRC from Venezuela, Caracas. Yeah, I felt like that. Isn't that? Yeah, I'll give you. Give, you can give me another one. <clears throat> I was say, isn't that the capital of those? Yeah, that one. That yeah. one. That's like that's a that's the. That's the easy Venezuela team. That's the easy Venezuela one. I mean, what what countries have we not gotten? We haven't gone to Paraguay. Try, try. uh, How about IDL from Ecuador? Uh, IDL. I know. Uh, <laughs> I know the right one. I know, but IDL, IDL. It's not Liga de Quito because that would have been like LDQ. Um, IDL, Independiente del Valle. Sí. Yes. yes. <laughs> That was that's a good one to end on. That was yeah. a tough one. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. That was really like, good. Like look at look at this one. CDP from Chile. Uh CDP from Chile. Um where are you at? CDP from Chile. CDP. C- oh, I see. <laughs> like how are you supposed to know that? <laughs> C C D P. <laughs> That's the one that has no letters. <laughs> yeah, it just it's like what? Um I don't know. What is it? Palestino. Palestino. Mm. <laughs> like yeah, how is that C D P? Because it's probably like because it the the C and the D are like Comisión Deportiva or whatever like so it's yeah. it's basically like the same idea as um as like it's uh, Barcelona Football Club okay or like Racing Santander is like C D S A or something like that like it's it's Club Racing Santander or something like that like it's a whole like all these abbreviations like play into it. I got you. Yeah. It's a lot of acronyms. Tough. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, you want to go a quick lightning round in Argentina? We'll go three questions in Argentina. Let's just go quick lightning round in Argentina. Three questions each. Okay. All right, hold on. Just give, go to the Argentinian league. Let's just see if we can. All right, NOB. Use our voice. Correct. All right. ROS. Rosario Central. GIM. Gracias, Grima de la Plata. <laughs> huh? Say it again. V E L Vélez T A L Sorry T A L Talleres de Córdoba Yep Why well, one more for me Uh G O D Goloy Cruz Antonio Tomba <laughs> Got to go the entire wow. Yeah, <laughs> this was an impressive display. I'll be honest. Yeah. This, this is was much more impressive. I really had to think about mine last week, and they were, in my opinion, much easier. But oh, <laughs> this is fun. I enjoyed yeah. this one. Let's do this one again at some point. We, we got we got to really dive into them, though. We we got to come up with some. Good I think ones. we can do. I think I think for the next one, um, we'll I think we got. I think we qualify rounds. Was it a Europa League qualifying rounds? Oh my god, that would be impossible. <laughs> yes. Uh uh no, I think for the next one, if we ever do a South American edition, we probably need to do again, it's like what we're gonna do with the other one, find a way to randomize it. So that way it's completely random. And next time we'll go all all 10 leagues in South America. First divisions only, because if you all, lose- all 10 leagues and like top five in each league. Okay. Because right. that that gives you like it gives you fifty options, but like at least they're all well known for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I'm down for that. All right. Well, uh, this was this was a really good time. This was fun. Dwayne, Dwayne, Anthony, thanks for uh, coming it's up. A with lo- it. It's a lot. It's a lot less stressful when you're asking them. I'll be honest. I was a little stressed <laughs> out last week on the show. So Always is like that. <laughs> oh, it's way better to be the host than it is the uh, the guest. for sure for oh, sure. Yeah. All right. Well. Uh, a big thanks to to my dad for coming uh, on. He is heading to Argentina, uh, so he's going to be there for a month. Um, awesome. So um, maybe maybe we'll uh, we'll bring him in if uh, Boca Juniors goes further in the Libertadores. Uh, maybe we'll we'll have an on-site corris- correspondent, uh, <laughs> and we'll we'll bring him in to to give us a light. light live scoop of what's going on in Argentina and the in the world of soccer there. All access pass. Let's get him in the stadium. Yeah, there you, you go. You think we can get him a press pass to go into the stadium as an American like uh American yeah. journalist? I mean you would be perfect. So. I mean that would be pretty cool if we could do that. Uh, I think it's only the, the players that play the the supporter teams and I think one Team from the TV. That's it. Yeah, I think they only have like they only allowed like the one broadcast group. Yeah, that's just it. A pair for broadcast, and that's it. Nobody else is really allowed in. I will just hand you some cables. We'll get you a vest. You just have like the running cables through the stadium. <laughs> okay, <laughs> there you go. We'll just sneak them in. All right. Okay. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Happy New Year, everyone. Yeah. Happy New Year. Bye. All right, we're going to move on to the player of the match award. My 
player of the match only just because I think um, he is now he now has to be the guy because the other guy uh, left Luis Suarez for me is the player of the match. He scored the game winner against um, against Getafe, I believe it was the other day. Um, and um, and Costa just decided to leave. He said personal problems. Oh, he's like- out. He's out. He might be going to Brazil. They said there might be a possibility he's going to Brazil. Um, so Luis Suarez now has to be the guy at Atletico Madrid. And considering how talk about in shambles, how in shambles Barcelona is right now. Um, the, the Barcelona, fact that go. <laughs> Barcelona let him go, and now he's just he's racking up the he's racking up goals for for Atletico Madrid. So that's my uh, that's my player of the match. I, I mean, like I get Luis Suarez isn't the player that he was three four years ago. He's better than Brett White. But I, I was going to say he's better than Brett White, and he scores goals. Like at the end of the day, Brett White missed, missed a PK the other day. I didn't watch that game. But I heard uh, Messi was on vacation, so I was like, "And Ricky Pooch didn't get to play." And Ricky Pooch wasn't starting, so there was no reason to watch that game. Uh, Ricky Pooch apparently possibly going to Italy too. Well, he's going somewhere. Like I think everybody in the world is like, "Okay, they kick a ball in the summer," and it, like you know, he was taking this team. They they look like a different team when he's on the field, and then now he just sits the bench. Listen, here's here's a here's a. Here's a big um here's a big statement coming out. Uh Brendan Aronson just left. Could the Philadelphia Union loan in Ricky Pooch? They can't afford him. <laughs> All right. Well, never mind. All right. Well, moving on. Uh Dwayne, who's your player of the match? Like 21 years old. I'm sure his wages are probably are more than the entire Philadelphia Union squad. Brendan's whole Brendan's whole transfer fee is way your Ricky's wages. <laughs> you might be right. All right, who's your player to match doing? My player of the match is actually a manager, Big Sam. <laughs> He's Big back Sam. in the Premier League. First game back, packs the parks the bus, packs it in against Liverpool. They said he was his formation was a one six four, <laughs> so six defenders, four midfielders, no forwards. Packs it in, gets the draw. Two days later, he says, we should postpone the Premier League. I'm like, dude, you just got in here like a week ago. You're trying to go for postponements. It just changed the overall culture. So it's going to be fun to watch Sam, as long as he doesn't do anything corrupt uh, back in the Premier League. Well, Mine's actually a manager as well. I I was going with uh, Ole Gunner, man. So, like, a month ago, this guy's going to get fired, potentially. And now he's got them a win against Villa today from being tied for the Premier League top of the table. I mean, like, the, the roller coaster ride that this guy has been on, and, and obviously they've been hungry for a, an actual manager for a long time at United. But, you know, it, it, I think that this guy's done – a pretty darn good job, especially this year going through all the stuff that they've been through, getting knocked out of the Champions League by, you know, kind of crap in the bed there. But somehow being right in it at the top of the Premier League, I, I think that's pretty awesome. And so he's my uh he's my man of the match for this week. The Pogba transfer rumors died down and United instantly started playing better. I agree. Like you haven't heard Pogba anything about Pogba being transferred going anywhere this winter. Yeah, and he just starts playing better. 
Yeah. I, yeah. Well, and so we'll we'll quickly recap other other big moves. Um, Tuchel fired from PSG. The out. Cooler. The, out. Cooler. the the cooler, the cast, everything out the window. Um, and also Pochettino getting coming in now. Um, so it starts the whole messy rumors again for PSG. Um, and in local transfer news, it's been rumored. I don't know think it's official yet that Mark McKenzie is going to Genk. Yeah. Let our, let our listeners know some of the top players to come out of that club. Uh, I mean, Yuri's one of them. Kevin De Bruyne. Kevin De Bruyne. Yep. Yeah. There's some, there's definitely some good players. Yeah. I, the, there's, yeah, some, yeah, there's some talent there. So, so off he goes, hopefully. I mean, we'll see Go what happens. You, come out, you go in there, you come out a whole different type of play. I mean, you're talking Europa League right there or Champions League. Yearly. I think they, I think they got knocked out. Were they in the Champions League? Got knocked, got that third place? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it'll be it'll be cool. Hey, the Barcelona keeps going this way. Next year, you might be playing against Barcelona in the Europa League. Maybe it'll be the first time in history. Talking about the Americans going to Barcelona. Oh no, no, I I talk about yeah. You might get a reunion, Sergio Dest and uh, Conrad with Mark. I mean, Weston McKinney's about to get his boy a load out at Juventus from Dallas. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) So, all right. So on this day in history, so January first. I mean, not a huge soccer day. I mean, some games here and there, but not a massive game or not a massive day. FA Cup games. (laughs) But but there is something that's pretty cool and it does uh bring back goes back a couple episodes on the on the podcast. So uh Dwayne, you remember Stanley Matthews? Uh yeah, the move Corvers Corver series. Yep. And he was on the podcast for having won the Ballon Dior when he was forty one years old. When he was forty one. Yeah. So in 1965, so in January, January 1st, 1965, at 49 years old and still actively playing for Stoke City, Stanley Matthews becomes the only player to have been awarded knighthood while still playing. Wow. So he became Sarah Stanley Matthews on January 1st, 1965. He would go on to retire in uh february of that year after his birthday so after he turned 50 he he retired that's it yeah call me sir now yeah that's right call the manager you gotta call me sir <laughs> he's probably older than the manager at that point oh well, sure yeah <laughs> i mean uh yeah so uh january 1st 1965 sir stanley matthews so only player only player in history to ever be knighted while still playing so wow all right that's pretty uh, awesome it's pretty cool uh <laughs> fair play of the week fair play of the week as we begin to wrap up mine goes to united women's soccer uh league and stephanie cleaves because what what they're doing um in that league is pretty exciting and pretty cool we're playing in league two but they have a top division and a top league there um and uh it's a pretty cool Pretty cool environment and pretty cool league to be a part of. Um, and it and it looks like based on my conversations with her, they're they're doing things for the right reasons. 
Um, so that's that's my fair play of the week to them. Dwayne. Uh, Mine is going to go up to Budweiser. Uh, so if you haven't seen Budweiser sent out after Messi scored his 644th goal, he sent, they sent all the goalkeepers he scored on um, a bottle of beer with the number goal he scored on them. And they gave them the amount of beer of how many goals they scored. He got They got scored on. So fair play goes out to Budweiser. Sending out 644 bottles of beer. Uh, Gigi Buffon, he was a good sport. He took a picture with one of his many beers I'm sure he had. Um, so shout out to them. Um, now, here's the, here's, the, here's the interesting part about this. I don't know if you read how many goalkeepers got a, got a beer bottle. I'm looking at the list of the number of goal or number of beer bottles they got. So the entire, I think the the total is a hundred and sixteen or hundred and sixty, or something like that. It's hundred and sixty different goalkeepers, or or somewhere on that range. It's less than two hundred, I think. Yeah. Wow. Which is that's the crazy part to me. Like that's pretty insane. You you scored six hundred and forty four goals. That just goes to show you how many goals, either more than one goal per game, or just how many times he might have scored in the same team. I mean, yeah, I was about to say, you think about these, like Iker Casillas, right? Like Real Madrid, you're going yeah. head two times a year at least. Yeah. I mean, 17 goals right there. Yeah. You know, Real Madrid in Barcelona were like two of the top, like at the top of the food chain right there. Yeah. I mean, I've never heard of Gorka Irizaz, but he gave up 18 goals. So I'm sure he plays for... Like Huesca or Huesca. Or <laughs> so was he the most? No, Diego Al- Alves was with 21. Wow. Yeah. Imagine I mean, being scored on the same person 21 times in like no match play. Like I don't want, I need the day off. I'm telling my manager, I need the day off. Today. And that was in 17 years. So you <laughs> play, you play every team twice a year. So no matter what, this guy's getting you at least once a year. Like, Jesus, that's you frustrating. Play, you play him twice. One of them, you're like, listen, today's a day. Well, was that was he the keeper for? Uh... Well, so Diego Al- Alves, he played for Almeria from yeah. 2007 to 2011, and then he moved to Valencia in 2011 and played there until 2017. He got an upgrade. He went from Almeria to. Valencia got the upgrade. Messi still there scoring goals on. Yeah, I was going to say. So you think about it in ten years, he got seventeen goals or twenty-one goals scored. Yeah, I mean you're talking. That's just. That's. I mean, at that point, he's literally getting you. He's getting you every every game you play him. He's getting you at least once. And it's just like you're enough is enough with this guy, right? Yeah, you're just like can somebody stop. It's like, come on, guys, enough is enough. Yeah. It's just it's the 89th minute, and he's got a free kick, and there's nothing you can do because you know the law of averages is going to tell you, you he's going to score this goal. You he's going to score, there. right? Just go, might down hurt. Sub, right? go down hurt, bring in the other guy. Or if you Listen, happen to hold him once, it's like, <laughs> guys, he's scoring twice this game. You know it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right. So. Willie Caballero only gave up seven goals. Uh, that's not bad. So that was in his time at Chelsea, probably still, or at City. 
and um Malaga. In, in Malaga in Spain, yeah. In Elche. Okay. All right. So yeah, I mean, holy moly, that's a lot of goals. All right. Well, um, I hope you guys have a great start to, to 2021. Um, I, I think it's gonna be a fun year. I think for as much um you know as as painful as 2020 has been. I think there was a lot of positives and I think we found a way to still make it, make it a positive experience for our players and, and for our club. And I think 2021 is going to be even better. So yeah, um, it goes with the style of play, right? So we'll go forward. We're, we're always going forward, never going backwards. <laughs> so there's not a single pass back in this, cl- in this club. Uh, so as soon as we build out of the back, we just kick it out of the net on the other side. Um, 644 goals, man. Let's go. Um, all right. Well, thanks so guys. Thanks so much this, uh, uh, for joining us this week. Um, Dwayne, have a great start to 2021. I will. Anthony, um, 2021 is going to be a big year for you. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's definitely going to be. So, uh, we were really excited for, for everything you got coming uh, in 2021 for you. Very excited. 2021 is the year for Middletown, Middletown soccer. I think 2021 is the year for Anthony in general. It's just a big year. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a big year. We'll see how it starts. Oh yeah. Hey, listen, the best thing you can always think about is uh, always remember, always receive the ball on your front foot. That's right.